wonderful. And so, with that, this week was a monumental week because we finished Mass Effect 2. And clearly, oh everyone is just silent God. in awe. Yeah, and with, with how that, the series. Excellent this game was. We took it was a great series. There were no other. There are no other games in this series yeah, on really, Steam. I, I feel like they kind of left it open for a third in the in the end of that game, but I I just it's sad to know that they never got around to it, um, and that the fan support wasn't there. It's sort of like Firefly. Felt like it helped, it ended too early, um, but you know <laughs> we appreciate it. So yeah. Someone's immediately typing hate mail to us, being like, um, actually? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, Firefly was awful. <laughs> actually, the Japanese is presented, uh, pronounced like that, that he says in the Citadel, so what are you talking about? Although, we've had multiple sources confirmed. Um, you're forgetting true, the best so. Mass Effect game, Andromeda? Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what all the answers come from, right? That's where they, they tie up all the loose ends in Andromeda, right? Yeah. You guys the best, know... The best game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that... Firefly is um, based on a a story about a ex Confederate soldier exploring the West. Yeah, it's called um, Mass Effect. And so, so Mal is 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 uh, an ex Confederate. Basically, that's the the brown coats were the Confederacy in the American Civil War. This basically. is like something that someone wrote in a college paper that they got. No, this is on. explicitly like, but... this is explicitly uh, <laughs> confirmed by Joss Whedon. <clears throat> okay. Um, and uh, Mal at one point apparently references the fact that his family basically owned a massive, like a planet that utilized slave labor. Um. Hashtag cancel Firefly. Oh, wait, it's already canceled. Awkward. (laughs) Hashtag bring it back and then cancel it again. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the worst intro ever. Anyways, interesting backstory to popular media, huh? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a great show, but also complicated. Do you want to hear some interesting backstory? This is the backstory of the existence of our podcast. We have a podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, if you listened to the most previous episode, well, that's a strange way to describe <laughs> that. But if you listen to the most previous episode, I did it again. I can't. I'm, I can't. It's Dude, like my neurons okay. are. You know what I'm saying? I'm just. Yeah. I'm you don't that have any. Now. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying yeah. that, that the path has been oh. carved. It's like what they did with the, um, like you know, just rivers in general. You know how they just get carved that way. Anyways, the moral of the story yeah. is, hey. Um, we're playing Mass Effect. It's fun. Um, we've all liked it. And uh, if you too are listening to this, and you're thinking, "Wow, that past episode was really great. You went through all the characters. That was super awesome." Dude, we agree. Um, you should send us a review on iTunes and and show us some love for that. But okay, I'm done with all. Yeah, the it really helps out actually. Stuff. Yeah, apparently it actually does help out, which is really bizarre yeah. to me. <laughs> and we've Who run out of friends knows? and family, so it's on you now. Um, okay, cool. So. <laughs> cool but like i don't know dude like do we even have like this is just gonna be us i assume just talking about the end i guess we could talk about some shadow broker dlc if we wanted to um or other things that maybe people hadn't gotten to yet um I think also as well so as that some... mccoy doesn't edit that intro uh that intro was a fucking mess for the first 30 seconds to a minute and it was hilarious 
And now McCoy can't edit it out without editing this out as well. Ha. Thanks, I James. Appreciate I can. it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge <laughs> I have I have just unbelievable precision with my editing. You would not even know it's there. Um, but okay, sorry. Well, we'll Assuming find out. that just for fun, we tried to start the podcast in a real way where we proceeded to the podcast <laughs> as opposed to this. Where would we go, Zoe? <laughs> well, so actually, I was going to mention. Like, listening back to uh, last week's episode, uh, there was, like, quite a couple times during the episode where we were like, oh, we should talk about this later down the line. Like, let, let's stick a pin in that mm-hmm. in terms of just gameplay elements and mm-hmm. combat elements. And obviously, because that episode just ended up being a complete, you know, character rundown, we never really got to those. So it's true. So how about the well, intro of the game? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like, what, what I'm curious, was it, like, elements of, like, combat, or what, what was it? I mean, I'm... I'm well, I'm, specifically, Matt talked about he, how he'd like to discuss further the element of the uh, quick time events or, like, the interrupt feature oh, during yeah. dialogue True. with the hmm. Paragon and uh, Renegade, you know, movements that you can do with that. And how that is something new that Mass Effect 2 brought to the table that Mass Effect 1 did not. And... It's a really cool element, so I think we should, like, kind of talk a little bit about that. All right, here's my hot take on that shit. You ready? I think it works really great for Renegade, and it is ridiculously good for Renegade, and every single time I use it for Paragon, it fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> the, the delivery is terrible. It's like, quick, Shepard, come in with your hand on her back and be like, it's okay. <laughs> it's just, like, it's, like, really aggressive, like, it's okay. Versus Renegade, where it's like, shoot this motherfucker in the face, and I just, oh, God tasty so the renegade ones are awesome the 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 good one i mean is anyone disagree with that but the- I, I agree with that they're definitely because <laughs> anytime you do it with renegade you either like shoot something or punch someone in the face mm-hmm. you know yeah that's um, what i was saying uh before is like in mass effect one the renegade options were kind of like you just being an asshole yeah and in this game it's a lot more like you're a loose cannon <laughs> <laughs> being a violent <laughs> asshole <laughs> yeah it's like breaks. cooler yeah but it like breaks like through some of the dialogue stuff it's like i'm tired of the shit you know it's like the vibe of it and that's like super yeah. cool because you're talking to this guy and he's like by the way like i'm saying some shit that's really important to me and you're just like <sighs> fire <laughs> just like you know? yeah which i think is a pretty cool element um, fire I mean, I mean, they d- also kind of do it for, like, um, you know, just kind of slight internal character commentary on who Shepard could be as a person at that point in time. Like, one thing in particular is, um, I actually think it didn't happen until the Overlord DLC, but there's, like, a particular scene where you're talking about shutting down the uh, the two stations, but in the background, there's, like, a VI that has no arms, but it's just kind of, like... Oh, waltzing yeah. around in the background <laughs> right. and you're talking about something completely different different dialogue but that renegade you know right click comes up because you know if you click that he just like shoots this vi this armless vi that's just like traipsing about in the background <laughs> but like doesn't do anything dialogue wise because they just continue to talk about you know the stations and whatnot but you can also kind of have slight glimpses of that you know yeah as a yeah I'm just they, have a, they have a okay. similar one when uh you're picking up Garrus, right? And you're, like, just looking through the sniper scope, scope, like, checking out who's coming across the bridge. And then there's a renegade option to, like, pull the trigger on someone. Oh, really? Even, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, even though you're just, like, you're just, like, all right, what, 
Like, what do we got here? What's going on, Garrus? And then you're just like, Kapa! Yeah. Oh, that's Blow awesome. some mercenaries head off. And yeah, so it's interesting because this game. <laughs> yeah, they they introduced this because apparently, and I mean, Gabe and Matt can correct me if I'm wrong. I was just doing a little bit of research, but like how Mass Effect One was marketed in like promotional footage made it look like you could interrupt conversations and like you know grab someone by the throat and whatnot and then you actually play through mass effect one and instead it's dialogue that's full of a bunch of like awkward pauses and as you select your dialogue options and there's no interrupt feature and so that I was like a... <laughs> <I> should... <laughs> yeah instead all conversation is just played with the background of who wants to be a millionaire music <laughs> you know it's just like <laughs> yeah well you just like contemplate all your options it's kind of the opposite of what you're describing this trailer sounds like, so. right and so like mass effect 2 then they they listened to the feedback and apparently like they didn't realize how much players would value being able to interrupt a conversation and so that's why they introduced this this concept of a paragon or uh, or renegade interrupt feature you know so yeah you yeah. can you can shut a motherfucker up if he's just monologuing in front of you and you know just end the thing right here and there but i do agree like the paragon ones are just kind of cringe but also the the paragon ones are very off character as well because there's sometimes you do a paragon quick time event and like shepherd grabs him by the throat being like put yourself together and i'm like is this paragon (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he's like like, some really aggressive paragon ones where he's like i'm a fucking good guy and you're like jesus dude (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a cool way to like give like choice, right? Like we, you know, I think that we've played a lot of decision games in the past bunch of months, and there's a lot of different ways that people approach player choice, and a lot of it is a facade, um, and that yeah. can be okay. Like it could be okay that at the end of the mission it sort of ends similarly, or specifically, like in the middle of the mission, it doesn't really change very much. But like this is just a cool way that it doesn't have to change the story per se. But if you, the person, wants to just be done with this dialogue option, you can be. Um, and that's cool. Like, that's a player choice that doesn't have to change the story per se. I mean, it can in times. But it also can just give you a, a button to press if you're like, fuck this, which is cool. You know what would be cool is if at any moment you could do the Renegade or Paragon Interrupt and it would yeah. work. Yeah, that would be it's like awesome. It wasn't like a a thing that came up it was just like anytime you're done with a conversation you can just punch someone in the face <laughs> yeah yeah you're a shooter i actually or i think that would be awesome yeah right a lot of work to implement something like that on such a grand <laughs> scale but it would be so cool but like that's that's kind of the sell of a lot of these games you know like even we were you know i was just watching elena's sister play oblivion and she's playing oblivion and you know she's highlighting certain characters and they have that crown symbol which means that they're important to the story and so they can't be killed they can only be knocked unconscious if you try to kill them but then there's other people that are quest givers and all sorts of stuff that you look at and you're like you do not have this symbol and so you're like i guess i'm just gonna kill you (laughs) (laughs) and i guess i won't have this quest and the quest just disappears and you're like nice that's one way to resolve it is i'm gonna kill you and rob your stuff um so that's like that's cool. Like there's like some way that games could start to try to move towards that direction of really giving a lot more freedom. I mean, it'd be really hard. It'd be quite an undertaking, but it'd be super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's worth in the context of mass effect. Like this is a series that, you know, claims that it's going to be taking a huge undertaking of, of player choice. And it definitely does. 
but in a lot of ways it also really restrains to a tight narrative to try to make sure things really land and that there's pacing and stuff like that so there's a lot of funneling you directly back into the story kind of regardless of what you do and there's a lot of like it really felt like there could have been something different there but i'm guessing there wasn't because i think they want to just get us here and i I definitely don't blame this game for that i feel like it helps keep the game tight but can you guys feel that sort of like clear push-pull between like the player choice that's so clearly the heart and soul of this game but then also the story which might even be more the heart and soul than that yeah i think there's probably a lot of um dialogue where when you pick um one option it might give you a unique like one line of dialogue mm-hmm. but then the line right after that would have been the same no matter what you had picked you know yeah and you guys I think that's how a lot of them work yeah and you guys have seen those instances where there's two options that i don't know the example but it's like like where are we going to go from here or like we gotta get the fuck out of here or something and it'll be like you click what what like we gotta get the fuck out of here and he's like we gotta get the fuck out of here where are we gonna go like yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and you're like reasonable i get it reasonable "Hmm." so i think there's gonna be a lot of that discussion in this final section when we get there i think maybe there's more things that someone wants to cover first but i think there'll be a lot of um conversation around like wait does this have to happen in the end? And I think that'll be a cool conversation of like, how does the end play like mechanically? Cause in the moment you don't necessarily know, but I feel like after the fact, there's gotta be some of this going on. Um, but so was there any other mechanics mm. and things that maybe Matt talked about that we just totally ran him over for? Well, I mean, we didn't really talk about it last episode and I don't know if we want to talk about this before or after we talk about the end of the game, but we didn't really talk about the second set of DLCs. Right. Um, mm-hmm. that we that we went through in the second half of the game. In particular, it was Arrival, and more importantly, because it is, I think, by general consensus, the best DLC that Mass Effect has done, Layer of the Shadow Broker was um, was the second one. Yep. Um, Should we play-by-play play maybe some of these? Like, I wouldn't mind going through the Shadow Broker and just talking about it and why people think it's the best shit ever and that sort of stuff. Yeah, why don't we do... Um... We should probably save Arrival to last just because it seems like a good setup for uh, three for next week. Okay, so we're going to start talking about Arrival on the next podcast when we finally remember <laughs> that that's what we were supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down for that. Cool. All right. So wait, people think it's the best de- DLC, Zoe? I hadn't heard that, but that's cool. Uh, well, in the in terms of all of the DLC content for Mass Effect 2, Layer of the Shadow Broker is arguably the best of the pack um, that they give you. Because I think, from what I saw, general consensus, consensus is that Project Firewalker is, like... The best one? <laughs> the worst. Garbo. Like, yeah, if it's we trash. Were to, like, if we were to rank <laughs> them, I think it... it if we were to rank them, it looked like Project Firewalker was fourth, that Arrival was third, and then Overlord was second, and then Layer of the Shadow Broker was first. Um, just in terms of story progression, but also I think Layer of the Shadow Broker kind of cheats in that it gets to use a character that you've met in Mass Effect and who is beloved by a lot of people yeah. <laughs> as well. Like Gabe. You mean Miss Fetch Quest? How dare you? <laughs> she's more than a fetch quest. <laughs> she's no, you're right. She's three fetch quests. <clears throat> but Jesus. in particular, like 
Lair of the Shadow Broker is just so compelling because in Mass Effect 1, you hear about this elusive Shadow Broker. And he just seems like a really, like, he seems like a guy you just don't want to cross. And then you hear, like, Liara just kind of being like, yeah, like, let's go, let's go confront the Shadow Broker. So you're like, oh, fuck. Like, we're going <laughs> to actually go into his base and, like, fight this guy. What? I mean, it was actually save her friend, but also you fight the shadow broker, who's a badass looking character. Yeah, it's it was like save her friend broker. a little, you know. <laughs> She's like, listen, I didn't plan for this, but now that my friend is saved and I have all this control, why don't I just stay? <laughs> You're like, okay, okay, for sure. Yeah, totally. That's um, what this was about. <laughs> yeah, that was such an. Did anyone get Mass Effect 1 vibes when they were... Okay, I know James didn't play this, so sorry. But, like, did you yeah, guys get Mass Effect 1 vibes, like, at the end of Mass Effect 1 when you're fighting on, like, the... In the Citadel, like, like basically in low gravity, you're, like, running across the side of a ship. You know, it's, like, super insane. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what mm-hmm. they were going for. Yeah. I think so, too. I think it's, like, this is the re- Mass Effect 1 reference, like, DLC, right? It's got Liara in it. It's got the side of the you know ship it's got all that stuff it just really felt like mass effect one and having played it it's always one of those things where i'm like thankful that we played it because i'm like you know i get this <laughs> from like a spiritual perspective like i i get what they're going for here so that's cool that being said i'm willing to go out there and say side of the ship combat not that good <laughs> <laughs> great reference but not the best um my companions that I always that I took. Well, first of all, you do you take two companions, but then you end up ditching one like ten minutes into the DLC. So you're just like, oh, sorry, Thane. Like, <laughs> I'm just gonna leave you here, <laughs> hitchhike home. He's like, I'm but... dying. <laughs> you're like, okay. <laughs> I brought Thane because I also boned Thane. <laughs> Perfect. And I needed that awkwardness in my group. <laughs> Yeah, oh so yeah, you had, I, a, uh, you had an interesting situation, Matt. <laughs> oh, tell. oh, interesting. Yeah, Matt, why don't well, you explain you know, it? You know, things. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, at at one point, um, Liara was uh, giving me some giving me some of that shit for uh, making out with a married man, <laughs> or <laughs> formerly married and getting over his wife. <laughs> She berated and, uh, you for really? that? <laughs> yeah, she, I think I don't know what she says for the other characters. I don't remember, but yeah, for Thane, she's like, "So, I know what you did, boy." <laughs> Damn, pretty terrifying. That's awesome. Yeah, she's got a lot of intel. She figures things out. That one. Yeah, yeah she really didn't do much for me with Garrus. She was just kind of like, "Garrus deserves happiness," and I was just like, "Yeah, I agree." <laughs> I mean, look at his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was such a fucking, this is like slight, it's not spoilers, obviously, because like, hey, by the way, spoilers, but no, it's it's not even related to that. It's just that, um, we'll get to this eventually, but I was watching Zoe play the end of this game, and since she romanced Garrus, there's this like great scene where Garrus just looks at her lovingly during her making like epic speeches, and it's like, <laughs> it's fucking awesome, man. He's, he's got like little hearts coming out of his head or something. That's what I'm saying. I, like, Garrus never looked at me like that. I took a screenshot. I'll post it to the Discord, and I'll post it to the Instagram. Dude, what are you talking about? Just... He does the same thing to me. He's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's Is like, Garrus more wow. like, a, like, a, like, a, like a dog or something where he just looks at you with like pure adoration? Like, dude, we have been so on so many adventures, man. Like, we are bros. No, like, he looks looks at me lovingly like a partner would 
Oh, I was asking gay, but yeah. Equals. Yeah, 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 yeah. How dare you? He's on a job. Also, also, I'm the captain. No one's an equal, even if I sleep with them. I just want to put that out there. Like I am the captain. I'm making the calls. Do you understand me? God, how many times in these games do I have to be like, "Don't do that again"? It's like a. It's just like I want to have this like pamphlet when you sign on my ship. Like you will not cross me in a pivotal point and kill like other people that I didn't want you to kill. Like please. Okay, we're all we're all now getting a taste of Garrus's love face. Can you Photoshop some hearts on this? Okay, um, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, they really opened up who you can who you can be with in this game. That is quite um, the helmet you're wearing, yeah. Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, dude, I think this helmet's badass, but I've gotten nothing but shit from all you guys. <laughs> yeah, put it on. Because like games know. at some it's point cool. decided that you could be in space and not wear a helmet if you just turn the menu option off because then you get all the badass dialogue with your face and I'm thankful for this like that's not I'm not one of those guys that's like excuse me realistically like you would die I'm like I don't give a fuck just show me their face like I want to see them so <laughs> yeah you giving speeches in this thing was hilarious like just hilarious agreed <laughs> agreed okay so then Shadow I okay. also was watching <clears throat> yes and it was funny. So, going back a little bit, yeah, like, Shadowbrook is the one that fucking starts with, like, with all the intrigue in, like, the apartment, and, like, it's clearly got, like, multiple steps and places, and, like, that's, like, pretty cool. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if I would go into, to quali- okay, now we're just in the Discord now. This is great podcast content that we're doing here. What are you talking about? Um, you don't have to call it out. <laughs> yeah, McCoy, yeah. real nice, real professional of you. Well, I was hoping for someone to like help take this conversation to the promised land. But I instead, was everyone... listening. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I, I found the Shadow Broker to be like, all right. Like, I, I didn't think it was like a particularly amazing DLC section. They, it just felt okay. Like, it was cool. I mean, I, yeah, I think in the end, it just kind of ends up being that same formulaic, like, fight through waves of bad people and final boss fight end. But. What I thought was really cool with the DLC is actually what happens after you defeat the Shadow Broker and you are hanging out in his den with Liara, who is now at the helm, and you get to see a lot of shit on lots of people on your ship. Like, you get to go through archives, you get to go through their browser history, their internet history, you get to, like, see, I don't know, just kind of nice flavor text with, uh, with all of the people that are on your ship, which I thought was cool. Like, it just, it gives, I don't know, just some extra dimension to some people. Like, you find out that Miranda has learned that she can't have kids because of her, like, genetics, which is rough. But there's also, like, the downright uh, downright hilarious ones where, like, you pull up Tali's log and it just shows her just constantly buying all these parts to keep herself alive for her like mask but it's like done in that i don't know i think it was meta commentary on video she's games buying more than just, just like, that let's be real <laughs> yeah yeah go on go on what i'm not gonna say what is tolly buying <laughs> what she's buying, buying uh nerve simulation programs for her suit (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh. all right for uh, i just thought it was funny that she'd have to buy like oxygen pump 1.0 then oxygen pump 1.2 deluxe (laughs) (laughs) dude i want to taste this other oxygen (laughs) 
they do have a lot of shit that just makes fun of shit like even like the fucking person on the citadel who's like talks about games you know and like it says all this funny like just hilarious shit and like just like the fucking even the fact that you get fucking email in this goddamn game and you get spam in there sometimes it's just like what the fuck <laughs> send this to five people or else <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot the? of that shit it's yeah. just so funny because this game takes itself so so seriously at times and then like you realize that actually like maybe you shouldn't take it quite as seriously <laughs> and i think that's probably just like a more fun way at least for me to play it um yeah i had one moment speaking of uh the interrupts hmm. um on the sh- when i was doing the shadow broker dlc gabe saw this but i was basically just like watching the end uh discussions and stuff with liara and i was leaning back in my chair and had my hand off of the mouse and keyboard and a rookie the, move the paragon <laughs> thing popped up and i just like launched forward in my chair to try to get it and i fucking missed it and i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> i just did like 45 minutes of this dlc and now i don't get to watch like the end thing <laughs> that's hilarious damn that sucks i was pretty peeved yeah and there wasn't like a good save point i could go back to like kill the boss just one more time it was like go to the beginning of the ship and you're like oh i was like what yeah i learned very early on to not sit back in my chair during a cutscene. i'm just like still hands on the mouse hands on the keyboard ready for anything because i think the first time that happened to me was on the citadel when you're like managing a conflict between a a Quarian and a Volus and like one of the Citadel police. Yeah. One of the, like the CSEC officers like says something like still like you prove the Quarian's innocence and yet the CSEC officer still says something snarky. And then I saw that Paragon option and I whiffed it. (laughs) And so the CSEC officer just walks away and I was like, no, (laughs) gotta stand up for her. Like no, my ethics. Yeah. I I kind of wish there was an option in the menu to like slow down how much time you have to do that because a lot of the time I miss it because I'm like I want to hear the end of what they're saying before yeah. I click it and then it disappears and I'm like God damn it. yeah that's why the Paragon ones feel so weird is because you interrupt someone in the middle of what they're saying to like be helpful or something sometimes and it's just like that wasn't a very respectful way of dealing with that conversation <laughs> it's like running over someone but yeah that's it's that's, like mansplaining but being a nice guy yeah exactly yeah. but like but yeah like with compliments and stuff but yeah that that's one of the beauties of the controller is that i'm always leaned back and i always have all the buttons on me <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's that's one of the reasons why i like it is because i'm sitting there and i'm like in a camping chair you know just like reclined <laughs> and i can always on the topic back. of the controller i tried to use one uh for this section because mm-hmm. i finally got a controller mm-hmm. and uh it turns out there's no controller support Yep. natively to yep. this game on pc yep you have to mod it yep even though it started off as a console game true true that's dumb as hell but the assets are still in there so you can like read the notes that the person made and they were like huh all the shit's still in there they just turned it off bro if you want me to i'll turn it on for you <laughs> it's like that's basically the modder <laughs> and once again i will say this to everyone but EA, this is your back catalog. Have you no respect? Like, this modder yeah, turned right? on controller support for this game that started on controller. Anyways, all right, cool. So, 
that is cool. It's definitely a cool set piece. It's definitely like a really cool implications on the universe. Like I'm curious if you don't have the DLC, does the R not become the Shadow Broker? Like it really feels like that's something that they could play off of that could be very cool. That might as well be canon. If you know what I'm saying, like that might as well go forward. That could have really cool implications. Um, we'll see. Um, but I guess it's time to go through the Omega 4 Relay. I hope you guys prepared. I hope you guys talk to everyone about your ship upgrades because if not, they're very, I, so I upgrade, got all the ship upgrades, but it's very clear like, God, I hope our new armor is going to hold. <laughs> it held. Yeah, the second, the second it said that, I, I had a sinking feeling in my stomach like, wait, this is what that shit is for? Like, <laughs> did I do any of it? Did I do enough of it? <laughs> James, you told us, and I think you might hold a record here, because despite having not having the DLC, which gives you like nine extra characters, despite not doing that, I think you might have the highest death count out of everyone here. Is that true? Um, I heard yours was uh, at That three. might be true. Yeah. So when? When were the points in time? Uh, I did say three. I did say three. That is true. Did you lose someone to a ship upgrade? I was. I was wrong. I'm posting now. That I lost five people, five. guys. Okay, yep, that's five. I lost damn. five people. I don't even know how. I, I. Oh my god! You lost I Miranda had, and Garrus. Jesus. I don't even know how. Like I, I had Garrus on my team. We did everything I thought pretty right, and then it was like P.S. Garrus died, and I was like, wait, what? That's not fair. <laughs> P.S. <laughs> Yeah, P.S. It was side. literally like at the end of a cutscene, it was like, yeah, just so you know, during that cutscene, Garrus died and you couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> was he loyal to you? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can, can tell by that little, little circle. Yeah, the circle underneath him. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, Miranda's the only one who's not loyal to me because I sided with Jack because Miranda was being kind of a bitch to Jack. And I was <laughs> like, look, Jack needs some space. Accurate. Just back off. <laughs> and, uh, and then she was like, fine, I don't like you anymore. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> it looks like you're dying on the suicide mission. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. There's some yeah. real like high school level drama that goes on. Oh, on the yeah. Ship. Mm -hmm. oh yeah. Especially with the romance. I just too. find it so like interesting because Morden's alive for you. And from what I've read, yeah. like Morden's one of the first to die if you're not doing well on your mission. <laughs> Wait, really? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Unless no, I think I was I think I was making like decent choices throughout. Do you remember what I choices did leave you somebody, made? I did leave somebody to watch the door. I think that was Grunt. Yep. Rest in peace. Uh so he died. I probably shouldn't have done that. Um But by the way, if I you sent don't Thane that. off into the tunnels at the very beginning because I was like, I don't care about this guy at all. Well, that's why he died. <laughs> Yeah, I knew that. I was like, okay, so we're we're sending one person to die. I'll send Thane. That's fine. Um, and then, damn, I think um, James is the ultimate renegade. I know. <laughs> I know. So wait, James, did you lose then, one to a ship upgrade or no? I might have lost one to a ship upgrade. Um, I can't remember the exact path that I took. Um, I know I had Jacob be the bio bubble. Um, well, that's also why you lost somebody. <laughs> oh, really? Why? Yeah, because he's weak as fuck. Yeah. That's so. Oh, when you make the choices, that shit too? 
Jesus Yeah, of Christ. course, dude. He sucks. <laughs> dude, what the fuck? In theory, anybody could do it. And I was he's like, trying I to get him it. dead, to be honest. I was like, oh, if somebody's going to die, like, because they, like, burn themselves out doing the bio bubble, it's going to be Jacob. And then he survived <laughs> and probably Garrus died. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, no, you have to, uh, for optimal results, you have to choose certain people for the roles. Really? Yeah, like for instance, for the tunnel part, if you had picked uh, Legion, Legion or, Tally. or Tally, they would have survived. Assuming oh, they're loyal. Interesting. So actually, that may not. Actually, Wait, that's not what? true because then that also relies on who you choose as second team leader. Yeah, because exactly, I chose yeah. Legion for the tunnel because I was like, so yeah, because your dumbass chose Samara to lead. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with Samara leading? She has thousands <laughs> of years of experience. That's what I did. <laughs> she I, can't communicate. Oh, I was just because she of works alone. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she's like clearly like so like. Uh, that's like cool, but like nothing else in this game. It was weird. It felt like everything in this game was like a red herring, and the only things that mattered happen after the Omega Four relay, and it's like a totally different game to me. That's like what it felt like. It's like it. It was like totally weird, and like it had all of these systems that you'd never seen before, so you have no idea what they mean. And what the result is going to be, it's like, it's just like, fuck it, roll the dice. Oh, it turns out, like, having Jacob, the weak-ass, like, guy <laughs> who looks exactly like all the rest of the choices, but if you, like, pay attention to his dialogue and, like, the fact that he's just a dumb bitch human, <laughs> um, like, maybe you shouldn't have picked him for that. <sighs> like, did him so dirty. Well, you can choose him for the fire team leader role, though. Yeah, I mean, sure, whatever. But you can, like, it's like, it, it feels like some of those choices, like, you really have to think about it. And some of those choices, it's like, eh, fuck it. And uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it felt like it felt like I was rolling the dice every time I chose somebody. And I had no idea if it was going, like, how it was going to matter. So I think that's what they kind of um, wanted. I think that yeah. their their intentions were is that you do your first playthrough and shit just hits the fan because you don't know what you're doing. You're just kind of picking on the fly of like, oh, shit, I don't know. Uh, maybe this person seemed good for this role. Cause I know the first time I played um, this game way back on the 360, I picked, I think, yeah, I picked Thane for the the uh, uh, fan things, the the tube yeah. Cause I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be hot in there." Well, he's like a reptile. He should be. He should be fine with that. <laughs> and then he died, and I was like, "Ooh." Um, and I also like, forgot to get some I ship upgrades, so people died, and I was like, "Like, Ooh. I was honestly <laughs> expecting everybody that you chose to just die." Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because I like the only experience that we have in like choosing somebody to do something is Mass Effect One when you choose who dies yeah and i think they kind of wanted to create that illusion right because i kind of went into this thinking like okay mass effect one ended with you needing to choose someone to die this one's gonna like leave you with choosing one person to live and the rest die <laughs> so i don't know i so this was my first playthrough of the game and i only killed one person at the end of mine so this is my only playthrough of the game 
Because <laughs> I don't um, tend to replay games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I I killed Tali, unfortunately. Oh for my! Mine. But, but apparently, oh, God. Uh, but apparently, you killed Tali not because you chose Tali, but because you chose Samara. I as chose the, Samara as to the lead. other person. Yeah. What is wrong with exactly. you people? <laughs> no, but that's just well, a so- very strange <laughs> way of killing someone. Is like they died because someone else was a bad choice, even though in the actual visual of what you're seeing, nothing actually goes wrong. They just face check a door really hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I like, think a part of it has to deal. So I was a little bit frustrated with Tali dying only because, yeah, it's like this thing where like Tali's trying to like close a door and the second team's trying to get through. And yeah, like the, the visual shows Tali just like crane her neck around the opening of the door and then she gets shot in the face. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, Tali, you're smarter than that. And then when I later learned that it's like, oh, it's because you chose Samara to lead. I was like. Oh, well, I mean, I guess in hindsight, like, sure, maybe would have been a poor choice. But, like, at the same time, I think the game probably could have had a better way to express that it's strictly, you know, Samara's leadership's fault why this failed instead of just having this weird thing of Tali just making a dumb move and getting shot for it. True. Yeah, um, that's that's what I felt about Garrus dying because of Jacob was like, I didn't even I didn't. I did my best to avoid having Garrus die by putting him on my party. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and then it just happened. Which is actually right. cool. That being said, though, I think there's... It's cool, but if it doesn't warn you of that, it's kind of shitty. Because but, this is a game, you know? It's like... But I, I also think that the game does its best to try and to try and clue you in as to who will be optimal for each role, even though it gives you all the options. And I think it just has to deal with it. it, The game does kind of test you. Like how well do you know these people? And it could be something, you know, as fleeting as a reference to the fact that Samara, the Justicar works best alone. I, I know for a fact that the game told me that. So really I should have known she might not be good to lead a squad. Um, and maybe, yeah, but, you know, I should have known that having Miranda, I think, is a good option to have lead that squad. Miranda or Gar- Garrus. Like, like the hindsight's Gar- there. Yeah, Garrus also had his own crew, right? So he right. had experience leading also. Right. So I think the game, the to me, I think this ending sequence of choosing who goes into what roles is not only just a test of, like... I just think it's a test of how well have you been paying attention to what these characters stand for. And maybe they have one or two fuck yous in there. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Like, I was also approaching this from the fact of whoever I chose to lead these groups, one of them was going to die. Um, and so when I played... I chose Tali for the vents, Samara to lead the squad, and then Tali got shot. I was like, oh, well, there we go. I chose two people. One of them died. And so then the next two, I think I chose, like, Jacob to escort the crew back. I had Samara do her biotics with me because in her entry cinematic, when she uses biotics as a Justicar, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I want that on my team. Like, (laughs) she's good. And then I think I had Miranda lead the second squad because i was just like i don't know in the cinematic or like in in 
in the prep up to the second wave of decisions, Miranda's just like, I can lead, I can lead, I can lead. So I'm like, fine, like, fine, Miranda, She's you'll like, lead the second let me do squad. It. <laughs> like, she can lead, know. but I always listen to Jack when Jack's like, no one wants to take orders from you, cheerleader. And I'm like, valid, valid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so it's interesting. So then it sounds like, so you didn't get punished for this, but. As a matter of fact, it turns out picking people for your squad is not protecting them necessarily if you've made other choices. Uh, right. Like, yeah, that's absolutely true. That's why that's why Garrus died for me. Hmm. Right, because James chose the weaker biotic of all the biotics available. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, I don't know. I, I still feel like that's kind of shit. Like, I don't know. So I, I feel like- I, 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 I don't like that design choice um, in in um, having your 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 active decision affect it affect something you didn't choose. So I think that's uh, kind of back to what Gabe was saying, where it's like they just wanted fucking chaos, <laughs> like they just wanted like shit to just go south and like people to die and like. I think like it's really popular nowadays, like for people to be like, I have one save and I roll with the way choices are. But like me in high school, fuck that noise. I had a million saves and I'd play that shit again if I had to. Exactly. I'd play it a hundred times if I had to. I'm pretty sure they anticipated like 90% of their audience doing a second playthrough at least. But I don't even mean a second playthrough. Like I mean like I'm loading the last mission again. <laughs> like, True. Like, I have a save there. Um, yeah. I, it it, it I is technically even, I mean, also a, uh, it's a, it's a game achievement, too, of, like, play Mass Effect twice. Like, they, they did ampis- anticipate the second playthrough. Yeah. A lot. And it sounds like. Oh, absolutely. The way Gabe was telling me, like, even in their marketing, they said shit like, you know, essentially, like, we'll see you in the next game. But, like, if you survive. And it's, it was almost like a challenge or like a yeah. taunt to its their audience. Like fucking, you, this last part's gonna be crazy hard. Like, get let's good see if you scrub. Can get yeah, like let's see if you can get the golden ending. It's just golden ending stuff, right? It's just like golden ending stuff in the sense of like just figuring out how it works. And I, I can definitely agree that with the or at least understand the criticisms of like it was not very transparent. I don't know how transparent they wanted it to be, but definitely like it was dense to see through and in hindsight you're like okay i guess it's pretty gamey yeah. i guess i don't i don't but think like, it's meant right. to be like 100 percent transparent there's definitely like clues you can get and like mm-hmm. safe assumptions you can make but there is also a lot of behind the scenes stuff that gets calculated that you don't directly know right yeah. so also, i felt like isn't it i felt where... like i was i was misguided in the choice that i was making that's really my problem um, is that I thought that I, based on the information that I had, I thought I was making a choice that I was not making, mm-hmm. um, with that, like I chose correctly by accident with like choosing Miranda to lead the second squad. Um, but I thought in each of those cases that I was choosing the person who would potentially die. So yeah. you were sentencing Miranda to death. Yeah. Good news. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was like, this is a person who I'm willing to have die here. <laughs> yeah. And maybe and anywhere. Like, and I think that that's, that's fair to, to provide a player is like, e- e- this is somebody who might die in this situation. So like make, make the choice accordingly. Um, well, I think they also just wanted to that's, get across it. You know, anything can happen. 
It's a suicide. Yeah, mission. that's 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 it's fine that they wanted to get that across, but I think that they could do that in a different way mm-hmm. where um like I don't know. I, I it just it yeah. doesn't sit right with me the idea that that you you choose somebody that maybe wasn't right for the job and with no prior understanding of what the punishment for doing that is, um, that it would affect a different person on your team. Um, and like, I understand that they did that because like shit's fucked, yo. Yeah. And like, you know, and it's like, this is war and anything can happen, but it's really not anything can happen. It's like, do you know the correct way to do this? Um, Mm in order to, to maximize, uh, like I'm cool yeah. with the fact that I lost five people. I'm just frustrated with the way that it came out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. With the way that I'll it admit, some of the death scenes are kind of wild. And like, yeah, like the one where if you like choose the wrong person to lead the second team, like your vent person dies because they face check a door mm-hmm. and you're just like, Hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of the other ones make sense, but that's always one that was like, what's this yeah you're like come on dude but then they I also s- fuck with you where like later like a motherfucker gets shot in the stomach and he's like uh i'm fine actually and you're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> well in that scene they'll if they're not loyal they'll die or they're the wrong choice yeah and by the way they'll, they'll i will just shake say, it off otherwise i will just say that's it so so i would say in the moment playing it blind i actually am totally in the you know in the camp of like let the chaos happen if you know craziness happens this guy makes a misplay over on the right side of the map and the motherfucker on the left side of the map dies and i yeah they could i I definitely agree they could do a better job linking those in any sensical way but i think my real frustration with the end actually comes once people start to explain how it works because then it's really gamey and it's not even like more clear to me now because it's like wait so they got shot in the stomach but if they're not loyal they die that's some dumbass shit that is some dumb ass shit. Like it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah, at all. Yeah, that's where my problem, that's where my complaint comes um, from is the the system, not the McCoy, result. they need their head clear and 100% focused on the mission. <laughs> they <laughs> You they need the best had, and brightest. <laughs> they should have had it tied to like the the like armor upgrades and weapon upgrades and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, then it would yeah. make more logical sense. You know, McCoy? Yeah, no, exactly. Some some way to tie it to the, the visual of what I'm actually seeing or the logic of the actual world. Because I think they do such a great job um, fleshing out their world and things kind of make sense and they follow from each other. And in this case, it's just like, for, for me, I went, so I, I lost, I guess, two Honestly, people? I think it would be better if it was like random. <laughs> it's like, this happens 70% of the time. Yeah, and then someone dies. That would dies. be cool. Ugh. I mean, there, it's, it kind yeah. of feels like that, I think, the first way through. And then there is a system behind it. And, you know, who knows? There always needs to be a way to, you know, 100% keep your whole crew alive. I feel like gamers I don't know. I disagree. would riot if there wasn't that option. I'm not saying, like, us personally. I'm just saying in the general game sphere. Like, I'm sure there would be people upset if there was not a keep your whole crew achievement Zoe always i don't know it doesn't have to be that right because the mass effect one already didn't do that but you just mean a golden playthrough there's a way to do it well the best way it's generally a positive outcome if you had to lose someone you lost someone but if you didn't you know something like that right matt how many people did you lose uh this time zero but yeah brother (laughs) 
I, I do remember my first playthrough oh, really? this. I still have this image burned in my head of not getting the armor upgrade for the ship. Oh. And the laser just fucking, like, punctures the hull and Jack burns alive. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and I was just like, what the fuck? Dude, the worst one for Holy me is shit. the... Uh, I can't remember what upgrade it is, but the one where, like, the, the like, drive core... Like overheats and vaporizes somebody. Oh my god! Like oh, yeah. if, I forget who it is. If you don't have the DLC, but if you have the DLC, it's always uh, Kasumi. Whoa! And it's just so brutal. Dude, oh, Jesus! God. You're just watching it vaporize, and you're like, "Oh god!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Senpai, no. <laughs> my waifu. Yeah, exactly. I love how I get totally pinned for insensitive. In this category. <laughs> Kasumi's but, uh, Japanese. What are you she's talking like, about? Keiji san. Gomenasai. Oh, man. Oh, so, my yeah, like, so, yeah, exactly. Shin you get pinned because you equated Japanese shit with anime shit. It's true. So there's, there's also, in a way, though, I know Matt was talking about, like, maybe if there were weapon upgrades or something, but isn't there also a factor... So, like, you choose your, like, final squad to face the, like, the final stage of mm -hmm. the of the mission. And all the rest of the crew is just back holding off the, um, the collectors. And I think there's a skill check in terms of defensive stats of who you leave to be in that, gr like, greater group. And if you, like are above a certain threshold, then, like, people die off, like, less, or are less likely to be, like, shot and killed. But if they don't meet that defensive skill check, like, they, they die. They, they start dying more commonly. Oh, geez. Gabe just, like, posted a... <laughs> There's a science of it a all. A whole... In a flowchart. Science tree. Oh, no. <laughs> so it would appear, I don't know if I'm right on that, but I don't know if it was, like, a skill check, or maybe it is, according to this graph, but it's just, like, for me, Zaid died at the very end, and he's the only person I didn't have loyal. And I was wondering if that's why he died. Like, they didn't say anything. Like, they just sort of like, we did it, you guys. And then it's just like, oh, sorry, wait. And then they cut to, like, sad music, and there's just Zaid dead on the ground. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? And then it's just like, and it was funny, because I was talking to Gabe, and I was like, yeah, he wasn't loyal. And he's like, yeah, you know, he was distracted. I'm like, Zaid, the, <laughs> the fucking veteran soldier, was, like, thinking about that other fucking dude in the middle of fighting the collectors. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> because he failed as a commander. He failed as a leader. <laughs> yeah. I think that's another thing that's actually really sad about this whole section to me is that I just have so much more faith in a lot of more of my team than this than these designers do because they were like, no, 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 this guy's a great leader. And I'm like, I think a lot of them would be great leaders. And I, I could if, you know, in a pinch, I think we could choose them. And they're like, no, you can't. They all die if you do that. I'm like, well, OK, but I like I think, you know, realistically, you know, Morden could be a great leader if he needed to be. I think so could Tali. Like, you know, I think you go down the list of, of people who could lead. Um. But no, there is a subsection of like leaders, and so that's what you choose from. Is anyone learning right. anything from this graph, or are we all just glazing over now? Oh, I'm, my I'm eyes glazed over the second I looked at that graph. There's a lot of red options here. <laughs> I think red yeah. means death. <laughs> a lot of chances for your people to die. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing at the bottom... Um... Of all your recruited squad members, how many are still alive? And there's an option for zero or one. Yes. <laughs> Damn. There's a video on YouTube that keeps getting recommended to me that is called a something on the lines of like, 
ever like the worst mass effect 2 ending everyone dies or something (laughs) and i'll watch it eventually that sounds like some content i would consume um let's see yeah i don't i don't know this was an this was an interesting section i'm curious to see sort of how it really i think the 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 ramifications of this section are more interesting to me in mass effect 3 and we'll get there but i'm like curious to see like what does James's playthrough look like? Like, are any of these people people you can play as that you can no longer play as? Or like, you know, because for instance, they don't actually give you Rex for this game because he could have died. And they don't give you Ashley or Caden because they could have died. Like, they really went away from that. But who's to, who's to say that they do that in the third game? Like, the third game's roster could be exactly the same as this. And James just starts out with like, just a skeleton crew. And I don't know, that'd be kind of cool. Like, I'm really hoping they don't just do the, like, you're walking through the Citadel and you, or no, no, sorry, even worse than that, you're on your ship and you get an email about, like, fucking someone's wife. Like, I'm really sad they died at the Omega-4 relay. <laughs> Anyways, they really wanted you to know that you were a great captain. <laughs> what like, the fuck, Shepard? <laughs> and they're never Thanks mentioned again. Thanks for not again. bringing them home alive. What if they just, like, ask for, like, thousands of credits so every time you get an email from a deceased crew member, you, like, lose 25,000 credits or something? <laughs> <laughs> pay reparations? Oh exactly. my god! The damage you did. Oh my god. Well, we'll see in the third game if that ends up being true. You see their somehow. kid that's now an orphan, and you're like, "Oh Jesus!" Yeah. Yo, let's also talk about. Did you save the Reaper research? Sure. For. Oh, I guess. Um. Or not? So I wanted to. <clears throat> I wanted to, um, but Elena refused. She said, "This is a dark place." Oh, pit, pit this on Elena now. No, she, she, no, she, a hundred percent would confirm that this is what happened. Yeah, because <laughs> she was like, "No way, man! This is a dark place." She's like, "Those machines were used for humans, man. Like, what do you think fucking Cerberus is gonna do?" And I was like, "Hmm, I suppose Cerberus hasn't been particularly kind, but also like, they are getting shit done and saving the universe. So there's all that ethical questions again." But then I was like, "You know what? Fuck it." It's fine. And actually, I thought Shepard's dialogue really reflected that. Like, we don't need this. And I'm like, hell yeah, we don't need this. And I'm like, fuck, I hope we don't need this. Like, that would actually be <laughs> the trollest way to end Mass Effect 3 is if you don't do this, you just lose the galaxy. <laughs> it's like, you idiot. Why didn't you use that? <laughs> I think that's fucking badass. And I say that in a way that I know that podcast would go very differently if that ended up being, like, the way that Gabe and Matt explained the end of the game to us. Like, well, it actually it's whether you save that collectorship or not. I'd be like, that's bullshit. James would be like, that's bullshit. And we'd be right. But in this moment, thinking that's probably not the case, it sounds badass as fuck. <laughs> I wouldn't think it was bullshit because I saved the collector research. Oh. But I did it for a different reason. I did it because I assumed that would turn Cerberus into bad guys in the next game. How did it play out? I was I'm like, oh, I want to see how this story plays out. So how did it? Because I know Save that um, that character that's from oh, the it's... West Wing turned on me. Elusive man. Elusive Martin man. Sheen. Martin Sheen. Yeah, Martin, Martin Sheen turned on you. Ch- but, that's what about President you, Bartlett to you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, he was like, the sacrifices were worth it. I mean, he, uh, yeah. He high the right thing like, for humanity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause it, yeah. Cause he, I mean, he, it, it, it was like, I don't know. It was just a different line and it didn't affect anything. Mm-hmm. But clearly, yeah, the, all, all of your teammates are like, that's pretty fucked up what you did. 
Yeah, yeah. All like, my teammates were like, "Wait, what? What are you doing?" And I was, I was like, "I'm affecting the next game. That's what I'm doing." Yeah, I, I will say, I think that like, there's definitely a lot of like ethics that they throw at you, like one dimensionally, like the Paragon option, or like you know, clearly going against Cerberus, doing the, like destroying this machine is the right move, like ethically, like ethically right move. And I just, I'm like, I really don't think that's true. Like if, if it, let's say, now this is a hypothetical, but what if that technology actually does save the galaxy, even if they harvest half of the humans, is that worse than all of the humans and everyone dying to the Reapers and becoming the fucking collector 2.0 or 3.0 or a hundred. Okay. So here's my, here's my guess for what will happen because of that choice. I think that I will get a uh, some sort of upgrade because of it mm-hmm. in the next game, but either the elusive man will just like become a reaper or they will start like harvesting other races because they're too obsessed with humanity mm-hmm. to do it to humans. Like some bad shit could seriously <laughs> go down like with that for sure. They'll make a Batarian reaper. Plus you get 10% damage yeah, to your pistols. I, so nice. <laughs> I, I really think that they will accidentally just make a reaper. Yes. Accidentally. <laughs> um, yeah. Accidentally on purpose. I mean, they're the point is to try and make a reaper that fights for humanity, but I mean, we've all heard that, you know, storyline play out in other science fiction, and it's always a problem. Yeah. God, speaking of other science fiction, you fight a Terminator at the end of this game. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I was like, what the fuck? I was actually so stunned by that last botch fight, because I was just like, what the fuck is this thing? <laughs> what? Oh, I mean, like, as soon as we stumbled into that room, and even though it was like, oh, yeah, like, take out the syringes to, like, you know, to keep it from becoming alive, I was like, that thing could be nothing other than a final boss. Right? <laughs> like, the oh, thing yeah. has final boss screaming all over it right now. Yeah. So I, I played on, so I know you played on casual and I played on whatever the fuck hard maybe or something, but it's like that last boss. Weird flex, but okay. No, no, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just a oh, shit. and Get I was on a controller McCoy. too. Get the fuck out. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. The point I'm trying to make is actually that that boss fight was easy on all difficulties so far that I've seen played um, it could, and easy comparatively to the rest of the game and to other boss fights and to even the end of the shadow broker dlc or in the middle or whatever the fuck that is even to the colossus yeah like it was really easy and i think that's an interesting design decision from them because i i don't think it needed to be hard and i don't think it would have been necessarily super fun to like replay that over and over and over again and like you just it felt like they were like we don't want to fuck up the pacing of our the end of our game we just want you to like get through it and so i do think they lost a little from from it not being a challenge at all like at all at all um but i do really appreciate not having to replay it over a ton of times and like keeping the end of this game fire do you know what i'm saying i think also though it lends itself to there are certain classes that are better equipped for the last boss than others Mm -hmm. because i think at that point it comes down more to weapons and weapon choices yeah Mm -hmm. like weapon damage versus like abilities mm -hmm. i had pistols and a sniper rifle. The sniper rifle is the worst thing against that boss because it moves around 
way too much. So I was shooting it with pistols because I forgot that your heavy weapon exists. <laughs> um, you should lose another. So crew member it for wasn't that. hard. <laughs> I I probably did to be honest. Um, it wasn't hard, but it did take a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just well, like hurling actually, fireballs at it and using a pistol. Yeah, and actually, like the heavy weapons are probably supposed to be meant for earlier in the level when you're on more of a time limit to like get someone through the vents and like need to clear out a wave of uh collectors like more quickly um like obviously with me being on casual mode i was able to wipe them out pretty quickly with an assault rifle but i also think the way that was designed was more for you to use up all of your heavy weapons then and then you're faced with the final boss at and you're like, oh, wait, I because you, you also don't discover any heavy weapon ammo like on your way mm-hmm. up there. There's no lootable boxes. You um, do get like 150 ammo for the beam. Uh, you you get some during the final boss fight. You just have to run uh, around okay. and find it. Yeah, I, de- I definitely didn't find that. But I believe that. Yeah. I found normal. Yeah. But yeah, but but I see what you're saying. And by the way, but my, like by the my way, favorite. Oh, sorry. Just really quickly, like Zoe, like your experience with that final boss, like the difficulty level you face there, is exactly the same that I faced on hard. Like it's <laughs> like the the when the saucers come up with like dudes, you're like, there's three dudes. I killed three dudes like, oh, I, in like a span of a second, and I've been doing that for days straight. Like I was gonna say, just to- toss a fireball at them. <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought that the Reaper IFF mission was a lot harder than this final boss mm-hmm. with all the undead husks running towards yeah. you yeah. in waves okay actually like, yeah i thought yeah. that was so much harder yeah, i agree yeah agreed sorry man i was cut especially since oh. like that's when my like my combat mates like didn't want to protect me for whatever reason so like i would just be shooting at like this huge eye and then i have like five husks on me and i'm turning around and garris is like shooting at the floor and, like <laughs> Dude, honestly me. like jack that you brought through like i don't know if on I'm sure on PC you can switch their weapons or whatever. It doesn't matter. But, like, your jack would use a shotgun like a sniper rifle. And I know from my personal experience <laughs> of using a shotgun at any range that's not point blank, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so, yes. like, just watching Jack just, like, shoot this and, like, one of the nine pellets, like, might have grazed a husk. I'm just like, dude, <laughs> this is not working out. <laughs> um, but Garrus was, anyway. was down to call that they were in front of you as they charged you and did nothing about it. So that's nice, at least. Yep, very nice. Yeah, calls are good. <laughs> yeah, communication is key in battle. Mm-hmm. I think for the final boss, uh, my my personal favorite heavy weapon is the is like the nuke yeah. one where you charge up for five seconds. Yeah, and then it's just like this blinding light and deafening, like just right in his eyeball. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Probably does a ton of damage too. Yeah, I think it did like half his health. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or half his armor. Jeez. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't actually realize in the game that the eyes were what you needed to target <laughs> for the longest time. Just because. Yeah, I did like, notice that. I didn't want to say anything, but I was no, Mc- like. McCoy, McCoy nicely pointed it out. He, he did it in his very nice way of, I, I, th- I think. It, I, 
do my eyes deceive me? Is Are there red rings around the eyes? And I'm like, oh, yeah, there are. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, oh, you were shooting his chest, which is another valid entry point for damage. So, like, it wasn't like you needed, True. per se, to shoot the eyes. It was just like, you should also know that that's a target. Because it's, like, really, exactly. it's, it's quite hard to see the little outlines, like the communication that there's an enemy, right? That little, like targeting yeah, computer thing. Well, because, yeah, his eyes are, like, this fiery red, and then you, if you maybe squint, you can maybe see the out, the red outline of a target, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure if you, like, wanted me to say anything. I mean, I didn't uh, really. I I, I was yeah. on casual mode. I really don't care. <laughs> Dude, Zoe has such a cavalier attitude And this you game. were doing, like, you were doing the damage that I did on normal mode, when shooting it in the eye to its chest, not in a like weak point. Hell yeah! So, yep. dude, it's so funny. Like, though, oh, like okay. James, remember when you set Grunt back to like protect the door? Like watching Zoe go through that playthrough, she was like, "I'm on casual. Like we're we can fight him. <laughs> it's fine. Come yeah. with me, yeah. everyone." And I'm just like, "That's yeah. so hilarious." Like there was a couple times where characters were even like, "Dude, I don't know if we can survive this battle. Are you sure?" In fact, earlier on in this, it was this either in this game or as Mass Effect One, there's one point where they're like, "There'll be way more guards for you. Oh, you okay with that?" And I'm like, "I'm okay with that all day long." <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. But yeah. Yeah, I think the one like in particular was like in Mass Effect One when you're on Vermeer and you're like freeing the prisoners, and there's like your companions being like, "I don't know, they could turn on you," and I'm just like, "I'm on casual mode. If they if they cross me, like they'll be dead in five seconds." <laughs> Like, yeah. we'll free them. Plus, like, as a Paragon character, you're just looking for someone to downright cross you so that you can just get a little bit of renegade in that moment. Like, <laughs> like they can't, like, <laughs> kind of piss you off. They have to be like, and now I'm an enemy and I'm going to shoot you. And you're like, all right. <laughs> if you insist. I've been waiting for this. So moment. you've chosen death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's, like, that's actually it's such a... treason then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Like, there's so many really video game-ass moments in all of these video games, of course. But, like, it's just, like, even in the fact I'm, like, reflecting on this still, that, like, you can have dialogue options with people where it's, like, the renegade option is to, like, stab that mechanic in the back or some shit, right? Like, or, like, stop him from repairing the ship as much, right? That's a renegade yeah. option, so ooh, I'm not touching that. That's so mean. That's so evil. But, again, if he was one of the faceless soldiers that crossed that bridge, I'm, bridge, I'm striped excuse me, I'm sniping him in the head for free in a second without thinking about it. But the second it's like not in a combat and he's not technically an enemy, it's like, ooh, what do the ethics say I should do? Well, I am a good soldier and a good friend and so I'm a paragon and so I'm gonna... But then the second they turn into an enemy and they have like a health bar above their head, it's like, it's time to murder. <laughs> and it's time to murder with <laughs> no like thought otherwise so i don't know it's just it's just funny it's just funny to see that like play out and it, it plays out i feel like a lot in this in this game in this series mm -hmm. so okay gabe what about you are you just like an, are you just like because now you know the answer you know the answer to the quiz at the end of the game so you didn't let anyone die did you no four playthroughs zero casualties <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just like someone crossed you you didn't just like want them to go down in flames no way dude i love my crew mm -hmm. i always side cool. with my crew even on full like not full because they're never full renegade playthroughs but even on my renegade playthroughs i side with my crew mm -hmm. it's it's us even versus those them. that are in the bra tier of course 
<laughs> they might be bruh, they're still but bros. they're my bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you offended at, you're offended at what they do sometimes, but they're on your team. Exactly. I will say, like, when people were saying things like, hey, uh, like James was like, hey, I, I chose this person explicitly because I wanted them to die. Whether or not that was clear that that was what's going to happen. I mean, I didn't want them to die necessarily. I was just cool with them. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a minor. Okay. That's there. actually a fair distinction. I'm glad you made that. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I did that with Legion, who's one of my favorite characters. But my rationale for this, and this is the shit that we write into the game, but I feel like it makes sense to me is that he's a he's a we like his memories are uploaded into this like hive mind thing and i was like if another body dies that's not a death like and i kind of <laughs> hope they just bring another legion back who knows if they will but if i was the geth i would send another one out <laughs> hey man he really liked you in fact we really like you um so that was one of those where i was like, okay he seems kind of like a free one to send out there like okay so i'm going for it um <laughs> and then sure enough he face checks the door just like Tally does <laughs> and dies <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if it's because I spent so many so much time like gaining the loyalty and talking to my crew but for me I never like I was in tears before even choosing the first wave of people because I was like I don't want any of these people to die <laughs> so all my choices were genuine because i'm like i just gotta rip the band-aid off like they'll eventually die anyway like i don't know so i never really based my decisions off of who i wanted to die more than the other i was just like okay we'll just have to deal with this <laughs> and because of my choices of who i was willing to die garris died who i was not willing to let die yeah it's pretty yeah. rough fuck me <laughs> that's pretty rough i think i'm actually very yeah. excited for the next game to see the cast of characters and just to see the implications of how this the end of this uh played out because it's like it's we're in the thick of it right we're in the thick of big decisions they're trying to make shit like game ending like what about even the fucking uh legion's loyalty mission i don't think we talked about legion too much we didn't talk about his loyalty mission uh did anyone uh not integrate the geth back into the geth the heretics back into the geth <laughs> integrate the geth back I, into the geth yeah i think i chose to uh it's destroy or rewrite I, mm -hmm. okay so i think i decided to destroy them because so okay actually now that we're on that subject that's a very weird option like a, it's a very weird decision from the standpoint of Paragon and Renegade, in a way. Because, yeah. like, Destroy is Paragon, and Rewrite is positioned as Renegade. Like, how weird is that? Which is just really weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know. I, well, I think it is up until, like, I, the choice. I think it gets framed as, yeah, like, rewriting them is unethical because you, you know, if you compare it to organics, that's ridiculous. That's, like, brainwashing. And obviously that's wrong. Mm -hmm. But, you know, destruction would be better because then it's like less hostile geth out there in the universe. But then when you when you play through the mission, Legion is like, wait, maybe these things are like different. Maybe like rewriting would be better. Um, that's why I love Legion because he's like, maybe this would be better. But he's like, it's he's like, it, anything is fine. Like, Whatever happens, happens. We're synthetics, not organics. So it's like, 
you know, it's difficult for us to ask you these decisions because you're an organic and we're we're synthetic. So the rules or the same rules don't apply. But yeah, then once you get up to like the the point of choosing, I think then they get switched to rewriting as Paragon and destruction as Renegade. Yeah. Legion's on that meta shit. He's like, <laughs> eventually everything in the universe will turn cold and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you keep- I also found it so funny in that mission. Like, when you, before you even make that choice, like, you can give the dialogue option of, like, why is this my decision? And, like, yep. that's when Legion's just like, we did do a vote. We voted 55 to 54 (laughs) you are our tiebreaker i'm like oh well of course (laughs) fucking of course we have not reached consensus it's like wow you are not some supercomputer are you (laughs) like also 55 (laughs) to 54 is not equal so that was the decision yeah and i I think (laughs) you left that in there intentionally so that you could have the out of well here's what the majority of they them wanted basically in a way like and it's a very small margin so you don't have to feel bad otherwise um but it's also hilarious, too, because in that, he's sort of, like, he doesn't just ask, I guess he, I'm saying Shepard, but, like, Shepard could be, but either way, I'm saying Shepard doesn't just ask, like, why me? It's also just, like, it, it's not it's not just, like, why me as in, like, give me a small bit of explanation. He has, at least the, the male lines has something sass to him, like, what the fuck? Why am I, like, it's just, like, really seriously, like, this doesn't make any sense for me to choose. This is all on you. And they're, like, nope, it's a game about you. <laughs> so, <laughs> fair enough. Um you are the most important thing in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I do love the motherfuckers in this game that you sass for their ethics. You're like, why aren't you upstanding? And they're like, dude, you're a specter and you did crazy shit for like two games. And then you're like, whoops. <laughs> like, <laughs> like every time. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, my bad. Like, oh, I did do that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, but it's always, I made some tough calls. You know, it's just like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to experience that going back to the Shadow Broker DLC very briefly, where you fight that other specter mm-hmm. who's siding with like the Shadow Broker. And she's just like, how dare you judge me? Yeah. I thought she had great points on that. She did. <laughs> I just yeah. love that renegade choice, though, where Which she's one? like, you're not going to let, I can't remember the woman's name, but she takes a woman hostage. And she's like, you're not going to let her son go without a mother, are you? And then you're just like, you forget one thing. I'm a specter, too. And you just shoot the hostage. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> that's fucking wild, dude. But that's License the, to kill. That is what I feel like you want in a game like this. You want that drastic fucking difference of style. Like, that is such yeah. a delivery on what Mass Effect 1 promised. Like, dude, you can play it so different that's like i like dude my shepherd couldn't like if i clicked the button the game would have crashed like you know what i mean like it just it just doesn't fit with my role play you know yeah the game would have paused and been like are you good bro did you misclick <laughs> we have a we have an auto save right before that yeah decision. we'll give you a you do-over no, what it does is it just cuts straight to the fucking end mission credits where it's the fucking dude, like the elusive man looking out, just cuts that music like Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. With that in mind though, can we just take a moment to talk about the fucking music in this game, please? Really good. Because the suicide mission music is so good. And I felt really fucking epic during it. But anyway, like, mm-hmm. 
this is more than just me wanting to, to gush about how great that last track is because it is arguably like one of the I don't know like I said I felt pretty epic like exiting out of the collector bases and it's exploding behind me in this epic music and I'm just like the biggest stupidest fucking grin on my face just like yeah like, <laughs> you have attracted the attention of those infinitely your greater mm-hmm. <laughs> but like but I, I did some further thinking on it because today I was listening to the Mass Effect 2 original soundtrack front to back and the tracks in that uh, soundtrack are all named after your squad mates. Like there's a Miranda song, there's a Jacob song, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and it's the music that they play during their obtaining and loyalty missions. Um, and it's, you know, an overarching theme, whether you have them on your squad or not. And it actually brought up a good point in something I think this game does really well that Mass Effect did not do well, which is just building tension during combat through music, which is mm-hmm. just... We were talking about how formulaic all of these missions are, where it's just, yeah, you go wave after wave of enemy and there's a final boss at the end. But if you actually stop and think about the music... It's really great what they've done in that you start a mission with a squad member, a loyalty mission, and you hear their theme, but in a very minimalistic instrumental tones. Mm -hmm. And then as you're going through room after room, wave after wave, there's more instruments being brought in to the point where you're at the final boss and it's like the big flourish Mm -hmm. of their theme that like makes you feel epic. Because there's a lot of a lot of character themes in this where like, yeah, you're fighting that boss and you're just like, why do I feel epic all of a sudden? Like mm-hmm. what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to take that headshot. I'm going to throw out this firebomb. I don't know. And I just think that was something really cool that they did, that they did not do in mass effect one. Cause mass effect one, it's all just the same level of music, the same instruments just on a repeating track so you never really truly feel tension and you never really feel that, um, I don't know, you, you never really feel that epicness of a final boss battle. You, you kill a final boss and you're like, oh, wait, that's the end. Okay, cool. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was something really cool mm-hmm. that I just wanted to point out because they did a really great job. And I, I would say they don't just do a really great job in the loyalty missions. Obviously, that's not what you're saying. But, like, they in the main story missions, they do really great as well to, like, just build those to just, like, when you're on that main story mission track, like, it just gets more and more and more intense and more epic as the story does in a really powerful and cool way. So they definitely use great music for that. And, yeah, it is so strange to me that it's at the backdrop of all that combat and which to me is so repetitive and so whatever, but like they, they keep at least some semblance, if not like a pretty decent, uh, for me, at least like through line of just epicness in this game. Like they, they turned it up to 11 and they just went crazy from the start kind of to the end. Um, and that's fucking rad. And definitely the music had a huge, huge part of that. Um, Mm -hmm. it was super well done. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it made me actually change the way that I played dialogue from, and I 
don't know if I actually like love the outcome as much because I'm the type of guy who's like, I want to ask every investigate question. The second I see investigates, I want to learn more. Um, but there's clearly a way through this conversation where you're like, the conversation's almost wrapped. And then you're like, oh, hold on. I actually have like 10 questions where you could skip all that <laughs> and just be like, let's fucking go. And like, you just feel like the story wants to propel you through it. And so in some cases, I just went with it for pacing. I was like, fuck it. We don't have time. Let's go. And then it just, you get to like feed back into that epic crescendo that's starting to build in some of these missions. And um, I hope I don't miss any really important stuff doing that. But actually, it flows really nice to do that. To just not slow down and be like, let's fucking go. There's not time for this bullshit. And then the music swings up again and you're like, oh, fuck, we're out here. Um, right. Because even like that last, you know, fighting the the human reaper creation thing. Like there is a section of that before you even fight it that has this like investigate option. Mm -hmm. But you can also just surpass that and just be like, let's, let's destroy this abomination. Yeah. <laughs> Which like... Seems more appropriate for the circumstances besides just being like, all right, all right, hold up, hold up. Is it sentient? <laughs> like, hold up, hold up. Can it hear us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Edie, like, tries to give you a lot of answers, but I wanted Edie to just be like, I don't fucking know. Kill that thing. Like, <laughs> just like, how the fuck do I know? I don't know. Maybe it's reproducing. Who the fucking cares? But yeah, no, but you, but you also want that story too. Like it's the same thing they did in Mass Effect 1 where you like finally get the Prothean thing and you just get to ask it a bunch of questions. You know, it's like they want to just dump that last little bit of story on you. Um, dude, the worst example of like slowing the story down though is when you make the choice in this final mission about whether or not you're going to leave one person, say James's grunt, at the door to protect or if you're all going to run really fast and just see what happens. So you're like, I'm going to run really fast and then you get up on a fucking box and you're like, and I'm going to tell a fucking story now and you like give this speech <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 what? So for my actual game, I was just like, no time, let's go and they were just like, great speech, great speech, let's move. <laughs> And I was like, yes, let's go. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I was like, wait, we're doing stupid speeches? All right, I'm in. Yeah. And I told the whole speech. <laughs> so. Well, because that's when, like, I, I don't know. like Probably I think when, somebody else died. Because <laughs> <of that>. Honestly, <laughs> probably. No, because I, I did my speech and no one died. So that's not a factor, thank God. But also, like, there's something about that music, though. Because as you're doing your speech mission, like, it's playing the music yep. that you hear in the main menu screen, yep. which I don't know for you. Yep. It's just a great full circle moment where I was like, wow, this is the music I heard at the very beginning of this game. Like, we've come full circle. We're going to the collectors. Fuck yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I get way too into it. Like, <laughs> I think McCoy and James can attest to that watching my last playthrough and like me sobbing whenever a character did so much as like stumble like in, dude, you, in the cinematic dude it's actually so funny though because you were sobbing for all sorts of characters before they died and like Garrus took a bullet in the stomach for some reason and then like he got up and you were like thank god and then he was crushed by this thing and you were like thank god and then Tally dies and you're like mm, I guess so because <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. that's also the dissonance of it yeah. like Tally's death scene was just so like finite where it's like yeah she got a point blank shot to the head yeah she's dead i've got to move on whereas the other th scenes are like teasing they're yeah. like oh look there's garris he's laying there he's got a heavy thing of rubble on him did he survive and i'm just like wait no don't do this to me game please oh. don't do this yeah absolutely <laughs> oh 
There was. So there was actually one cool thing that I don't know if you guys got, but if you um, take Miranda with you on the final mission and you make the choice of destroying Cerberus's, not Cerberus's property, but the Prothean like ship, big like place. I don't know what the fuck to call it, but anyways, that thing. Collector base. Collector base. There you go. Um, If you destroy that uh, and basically turn on the elusive man and you're just like, fuck that. Um, like we're done. And he gives you this whole, like, I fucking knew you were going to cross me eventually. You son of a bitch. And I'm like, dude, I have done so great for you this whole game. And I've been so neutral in all these <laughs> options where it's like, you can just like just bad mouth Cerberus to everyone. Like you talk to, and I've been so <laughs> neutral and, uh, you know, all that. But, uh, basically like Miranda sits there and he turns to her and he's, he turns around and he says, you need to save it. You need, like, I'm ordering you. And she goes, consider this my resignation. And she shuts it off. And you're like, oh, fuck. Let's go. And then you leave. (laughs) So I was just like, that's just like a one little subtle thing. Then I was like, oh, cool. I wonder if other people got that. I bet you not if they didn't pick Miranda. So that was a nice little touch there. Consider this my resignation. I wonder what happens if you bring Jacob. (laughs) I guess no one would ever find out because no one would ever bring Jacob. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, so like it was interesting because I brought Jack on my mission and Jack's the one that's like patching the elusive man in to talk to me. And I'm just like, if this was actually Jack in character, like she would have cut off communication like the moment he uttered a word. Yeah. Like it was just really weird watching her just like dutifully patch him in and being like, yeah, so Shepard, what are you going to do? Like <laughs> looking at me expectantly, I'm just like, Jack, you hate this guy. <laughs> what Jack's are you like- doing? <laughs> Oops, Joker, we lost him. I know, for real. <laughs> exactly. <For real. laughs> Roger that. Yeah. So, okay, I think that finally brings us to the last, last, last part of this game, which is that little cutscene when you, I mean, it's not little, but you know what I mean, it's very short, where you, you know, fly out, you know, cool ships don't look at explosions, you know, you get out of there, and then you look out the glass. Oh my god, my favorite window. ending to a video game. It's pretty <laughs> intense, right? Why is it your favorite? It's just awesome. It's just epic. It's just I just not love over. the scene it sets where, you know, you get out of the collector base, you survived, you made it. And then in that cutscene, if people die, you know, you you're, you show Shepard there like mourning over the the coffins. Um, or if nobody survives, then it's just like you're inspecting the ship, whatever. Um, then you you continue walking, you see your crew that survived. Everyone's are like prepping for battle, getting ready, um, just like making sure everything's hundred percent, and then locked, locked and, loaded. and loaded. And then you look out like the hole in your ship, which has that like mass effect shield, whatever, um, so that <laughs> there's no vacuum, so that everyone can breathe. But it's just Shepard looking out into the void of space, just like determined. And then the camera cuts to a Reaper. And it the camera zooms out, and you just see like five hundred more reapers come into frame. Yeah, and then it cuts to the backside of them just converging on the Milky Way galaxy, and yeah. you're just like, oh fuck, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if there's any, the, oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, the only thing about that is if you did the uh, arrival DLC before the collector base yes. that that cutscene makes no sense it really they've already arrived. i was gonna point that out <laughs> <laughs> i mean it kind of does because they're still but, just coming like 
I mean, you gotta but look at the wait, scale. They show up in DLC. Yeah, they do. I guess we could talk about the arrival DLC then, just to fill Gabe in. But basically, well, sorry. Uh, wait, James fill in. me in? <laughs> Gabe doesn't know. He never played <laughs> yeah, that. He just yeah, Gabe doesn't know, know this game. Time. He played Firewalker, and he's like, the rest of these aren't worth it. Yeah. No, sorry. I just so what that that storyline basically is there's like a i mean just, just maybe Gabe, you could do it better justice than me but more of the stories the reapers show up that's what matt's referencing and there's like one like reaper that's like coming and you have to like stop this uh like relay in order to like stop them from coming and delay their their inevitable arrival so it's like timeline wise it's clearly before they arrived i guess is what matt's trying to say because you're trying to delay the arrival it's like the whole yeah. premise so I mean, I equate the ending, though, to it being they're still coming, but you got to realize how, like, far away they are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but the Arrival DLC, it's, like, minutes away from them getting to the relay in the Milky Way and then just teleporting all over yeah. the galaxy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So they were, like, a minute away from being in the galaxy. And then... But, but then if you did that before the collector base, then in the cutscene, they're, like... They're like half a galaxy away from the galaxy. <laughs> Maybe the uh, countdown clock was wrong, you know? <laughs> Could be. That's possible. They, they, they didn't do their calibration. Exactly. Yeah, like you do, <laughs> they didn't you, have somebody to do their calibration. Yeah, like you do ask, like, how do you know this thing's right? And they're like, it's right. And you're like, okay. <laughs> well, they were saying it's based <laughs> off of like the pulses that the artifact was giving off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows what that yeah. means. The, that the artifact in the, <laughs> the least fulfilling DLC. The artifact is literally that just could be a like, Prothean. Oh, I'm sorry, a Reaper cell phone. <laughs> like, they're just like, just like triangulating like, fuck, dude. They're just calling this Reaper it's over and the, over again. <laughs> like, where are you at, bro? It's the countdown for like one big collective Reaper fart. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. They just all pass gas at the same time. Yeah, that could yeah. be it. Um, weird, uh, Edie, why did they do that? <laughs> Reapers part two. Yeah. yeah, so wait, so then I had always thought that the Reapers were machines, but they sort of make this argument that they're kind of this hybrid thing here towards the end of this game. Is that new or did I miss that being yeah. like fucking renegade through all my dialogue? I think that's hinted at. I, mm-hmm. I think maybe it was like early in Mass Effect 1, it, it might have been assumed that they were just machines because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, the Geth like revere them, so and the Geth are machines, so then they must be machines also. But I think once you finally meet Sovereign in like the uh mm-hmm. on Vermeer, mm-hmm. I think it's hinted at that they aren't exactly just machines. Yeah, there's something more than that. So Maybe you guys know the answer to this, but those who don't know the answer, like, what are they doing with all these fucking humans, you guys? Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy, especially they're, like they're building a super fucking Terminator. Like, this, this shit's crazy now. Like, this is crazy now. <laughs> like, I think that's that's exciting. Like, our, our, I guess we just want to, like, gauge people for the looking forward. Like, are you guys hyped for this third game? Like, you guys sitting here like, okay, it's fucking time. Let's go. I'm fucking ready. I don't want to wait anymore. Like, let's jump in. Like, how, how are you guys feeling? Let's maybe start with. Well, I've heard Mass Effect Three has one of the best endings in video game history. <laughs> Hell so yeah! I'm for that. <laughs> I have also heard that. That it does. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Okay, so that's your take, James. What about you? Zoe? Are you excited? Hyped? Started four characters already. I uh, haven't imported my save yet, but no, I'm really, I'm really hyped to start Mass Effect Three. 
just because, I don't know, I, I'm just excited to continue the story and see where it leads and whether it ends on a disappointing note or it ends on a cliffhanger note, like, I don't really care. It's just kind of like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just want to see where this is going and what the game has in store. So I'm super pumped. It just, it feels like there's so many games that try to be epic, you know, and they, they try to like build you up from you're a, you know, a peasant with a bow and now you're fighting the demons that are coming or whatever, you know, but this game, it feels like actually hits a level of epicness and just like sails the whole game on it and just keeps riding it even further. And it's just like insane. Like, it's just insane like you're i'm so thankful there's going to be another game where you don't have to like i mean who knows maybe it could happen but i i don't think they're going to start you over again like in the sense of like now it's just back to to no intensity and no rush like i feel like they just they have their vibe they have their intensity level that they want to like roll with i think that's like fucking cool but they've got a vibe all right yeah (laughs) i feel like they'll find a way to slow the game down for like length sake Mm mm-hmm the same way they kind of did with with this game with mass effect 2 mm-hmm. like yeah and then tolly's gonna send you to hack a bunch of consoles no tolly's dead, dead for yeah. me she can't <laughs> Ooh, rough. no they're, yeah. they're gonna be like wow you ha- are you ready to go through the omega 5 replay <laughs> i mean not tolly i was thinking of liara anyways <sighs> my bad names james just wanted to really yeah, rub like, it in that uh, tolly's dead for you <laughs> Yeah, he just really wanted to. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. No, Liara is going to send you on a bunch of quests to hack terminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so she doesn't have like random lackeys in her employ. I did that on my male shepherd playthrough, but then on my female shepherd playthrough, I just cut to the chase with the shadow broker. And so I never got to hack the terminals. Which is. Oh, awesome. well, you were really missing a lot. Not That's doing probably <laughs> means you lose. Ultimately, in three, yeah. I think I, the Reapers. Yeah, yeah. Say, I'll yeah get you the- don't get the good ending. <laughs> so they like they try in this game a lot to bring back a lot of little stuff that you did, and they're like, "Hey, do you remember me? I'm the FBI agent that you talked to on this corrupt place." You know, like, "Hey, I'm this, I'm that," and that's cool. But in the comic, you get to really see what matters that you actually did, and I think that really underscored for me, like especially in my adult gaming moment years, whatever. I'm just like, do the big stuff right. And if you want to skip some side quests, skip some side quests. If you feel like that does better pacing for you, do it. And I I think that's kind of cool. I think that's like just a cool evolution that I don't know. I definitely wouldn't have done that when I was younger. I wouldn't have, because like, I, you know, I want every advantage, but it's like, they're not. <laughs> they're not advantages. <laughs> like, I did the important stuff. I got my ship ready and I got the fuck out of there. So, reasonable. Um, but I think that's cool. So, we'll see. But but they they allow you to like cut stuff that slows your game down kind of out, but I'm, yeah you're right I'm sure they'll slow it down a little bit. But like what I'm saying is like they allow a lot of that side quest to just like fall on the wayside, and I just think that's cool. Like I didn't do very many. The side, side quests are just to give you more to do in the universe. It's not really. They don't feel like they really help anything. <laughs> I I think the the side quests, like. I feel like this game does its best to try to cater to a lot of different gaming personalities where it's like, if yeah. you want to just cut to the chase and do the Reaper IFF, like, sure, you'll get your entire squad, you know, <laughs> destroyed if you don't do their loyalty missions. But, like, you can do it. 
like, frankly, I, I will say, Matt and Gabe, I'm glad you guys gave the pretext of, like, don't start the Reaper IFF mission until you're, like, for sure ready to go. Because <laughs> I'm imagining a lot of people made that mistake on their playthrough of just doing that immediately after it was suggested and then, like, <laughs> getting decimated. I don't know. I think that's kind of what they wanted. Um, I think that's okay. Well, right. it also happens if you do it, missions after the the crew gets abducted then they die right that's another that that's another decision point in the game of like i think Mm. it has the opportunity if like if you wait too long then everyone except chakwas dies do i get that right so if you don't do any missions afterwards then you can save them if you do one to three missions afterwards half of the crew dies so like kelly and Gabby. Oh, I did yeah, that one. And some other people. Yeah. And then if you do like four or more missions, I think everyone except for Chakwas dies. See, I was actually just going for a genocide playthrough <laughs> and I failed. <laughs> yeah, you, we should look at this uh, screenshot that you posted differently. It's not that there's five dead, it's that there's what, five alive? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the real yeah. problem. So, my bad. Yeah. But I actually like okay. I think yeah. like we got to we got protected, and I think in a way from the game system here. But I do think they kind of intended for there to be a lot of suffering among your crew and and a lot of hard decisions and a lot of I can only do a couple of loyalty missions and I gotta get the fuck out of here, sort of thing, and like people just dying left and right and just true chaos. And so I think in a way like we almost got the golden playthrough just by the the nature of the way it was broken up. Or at least we got potential at it. And you can see the game system working. But I do think they really did want to put a real timer on you, unlike in Mass Effect 1. I think that's kind of cool. Like, I, I, I wonder if they'll evolve that more or if how they feel about that. But I could totally see a, that vibing with this game. Like, the intensity of this game. Like, the stakes of this game. Like, just forcing people straight through suffering um, and hard choices. So... I think we got a little protected from that, but it's interesting to think that I bet you the nor- the average player just gets caught up in that and has to experience that. And I, I think that's kind of cool um, too in its own right. So um, I think it's time to rate this game um, and then get out of here. So unless anyone has anything else to say, nope. Let's rate this. Let's baby. rate this baby. All right, Matt, we'll start with you. Uh, veteran Mass Effect player. He Matt actually is a moderator of the subreddit uh, reddit.com slash r slash uh, wait sorry, slash r slash ass effect. Oh boy. Ma- <laughs> and you know what? I knew you were going to say it. Liar. It. Dude, the funniest shit though, I will say, is after we beat the game, we were jokingly <laughs> looking at the subreddit because I like I just said out loud like, oh my God. Jokingly, rough quotation. I don't cards. understand how, like, like the implication of us not doing it jokingly, like me, Elena, and Gabe through Discord is like just a horrifying <laughs> yeah, concept true. to me. The other option it's is just... awful. <laughs> I just sat there and I had said, like, I said the words like ass effect and I was like, oh my God, does that exist? And Gabe's like, that exists. And I'm like, oh. Okay, for sure. And then the funniest thing I've, by the way, it's porn, by the way. It's just, it's just brutal Mass Effect porn. Um, but the funniest part of that. So was, was it a joke that Matt is a moderator? No. No, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> no, but here's the thing that's hilarious about that shit. 
is that we were there and Gabe was scrolling through. And, you know, as you do with any subreddit, right, you come in, you do top of all time because you just want to see what, you know, show me what you've got, right? Like, so you, you <laughs> so need you the best there. and the brightest. I like what you've got. So exactly. So <laughs> we were just sitting there and we were scrolling through and then Gabe's scrolling through and he just goes, oh, oh, when you see Tali spread out on the bed, you need to stop because underneath that there's a spoiler for Mass Effect 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's so we we got out of there, but it was the funny. I just like that concept is so funny to me. Like I'm doing God's somehow, work, like a porn spoiler for like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Nat. It was a Reaper doing someone. Probably. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it was the fully realized Reaper human form that you didn't destroy because Cerberus. Yeah, the Terminator. Okay, just going so, at it. Contrary to popular belief that Matt's a, uh, a mod of that subreddit. <laughs> um, Rumor has me, it. what did you think about this game? You had a flawless playthrough. No one died. Allegedly. You know, uh, were you, are you excited to be back? Are we, are we in the thick of it now? Like, is this the good shit? Are you excited you joined us? Is this awesome? How are you feeling about this game? I'm excited as hell to go through Mass Effect 3 oh, now. Awesome. And I don't really remember what all what is different between uh, Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3, but even if there's no difference, I'm good to just continue the story with how the game is now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, on a spectrum of, you know, thumbs down, meh, thumbs up, double thumbs up, golden star really spoke to your soul, how does this game sit? You've played it when you were younger, you've played it now, you've played it a bunch of times. What do you think? Ooh, I'm going to give... Two. I'm gonna give Mass Effect two a two thumbs up. No gold star because I want to see if three can uh, can get the gold star. Um, uh, actually, I don't know. It the the thing about Mass Effect two is that it's like the second in the trilogy, but it still has like a definitive end to it. Like they. They end an arc. I'll give it a gold star. I think it deserves oh, it. Oh, shit. So there we go. This is an, an iconic game that I remember even more than the third one. So Plus, I mean, the trailer yeah. alone gets a gold it. star. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Martin Sheen alone gets a Absolutely. gold star. Yeah. God, they really did turn this game up a notch in like every fucking way. And it really shows. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and comparing it to two or uh to one, immediately I could tell just like in every way the voice lines, the opening cinematic, just like everything about it stepped up. Yeah, and apparently in two years. I mean kind of stunning. Yeah. Okay. Uh Gabe, you agree with that sentiment? You- I do. Um, how much <laughs> I I'm not sure if I'm going to give it a gold star but at the very least two thumbs up because this game is in my opinion incredible they basically I think in my opinion took everything from one and just cranked it up to maybe not 11 but cranked up to 10 um, and just you know cut the parts that were kind of bullshit I think really emphasized the parts that worked and yeah, the writing, the characters, it's all incredible. 
Um, and I think the, the ending was like super intense. You know, I think the suicide mission was like, unlike anything I had played at that time in video games. Um, and I just remember being in high school and like all of our friend group was talking about Mass Effect when it came out, like Mass Effect 2 and like the choices we were all making and what was happening. And it was truly like a thing of the time. Um, and I am super excited to dive back into three. Cause I think three might be my favorite of the whole series. It's so, so what do you think about the fact that you don't have to talk about the ending per se, but just that it gets such a bad rap, you know, it's it just, it gets the same shit that lost does, right? They're like, they never fucking closed it out. That shit sucks. Like, how do you feel that they did that to that series? And especially like having talked to you about it, like that game in particular, which you seem to like in every other aspect like, how do you feel about that narrative just swimming around forever? I mean, it's it it sucks, but, you know, they kind of did it to themselves. However, I am curious to see, going back to it now that I'm older, and seeing if some maturity will make me maybe appreciate the ending differently. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> who knows maybe it will maybe it won't Matt's just gonna give we'll a see. straight but they did actually go back and change the ending after the game came out yeah I actually never played the redone ending so oh, cool. I'm looking forward to actually uh, yeah after the playing through the first time and getting that first ending I was like oof <laughs> that's a big oof right there and it yeah, it got so much hate that they literally like made DLC to fix it. They patched it, it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this was like so, they patched out yeah. the ending of their game. But like this was pretty early on in games' ability to even do that on consoles. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. was like a, a momentous oh, thing right. for them to do yeah. that. Um Yeah. Like but I mean while someone's coming out with horse armor, you know what I'm saying? Like it's like <laughs> that. Oh, era. Yeah. But like <laughs> leading up to the ending, like everything else was just phenomenal wow and it all just like sure. makes you love the whole series for everything that it accomplished everything that it brought together all right so then i think i'm gonna switch to james james this going for the genocide Ooh. playthrough trying to kill as many teammates as possible yeah. was yeah i failed at the genocide playthrough i only killed five out does of that 10. affect your experience of this game how did it go after you failed at the genocide playthrough uh, I would give it a thumb up. I think, uh, it's, it's, um, it's not the kind of game that I go for in general. Um, but it's definitely enjoyable to play. Um, yeah. Thumb up. Thumb up. What about Are you? Are you excited Zoe? for three, James? Oh, sorry. Oh, um, yeah. I'm down to know how this plays right out. Um, and, uh, yeah. I want to see if I can shit on it at all. <laughs> I'm sure you'll find <laughs> what? things to shit on. Sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, part of my joy comes from shitting on things that other people Dude, love. Dude, the internet know? is the so, place for like, you, my friend. I was going to say, I was curious about if he was excited <laughs> because James has definitely been the the least optimistic about this this whole playthrough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. You know, I've, I've definitely played that role here of being like the least excited about this game. Look, we appreciate uh, that you picked up the slack I'm that Adam left. down. <laughs> oh my god oh my god i'm not cutting that out um okay fair enough wow um potentially transitioning wait so do you want to go last or should i should i just pick on you now as the most excited to go into the next game or is that is that a fair transition so you're picking I, me. yeah That's unless you're like doing. really objective yeah, like, bro i want to close this out i'm gonna give the best go, speech Zoe. go like no, I'll, I'll just go. I'm really pumped for Mass Effect 3. I don't think it's uh, it's any uh, it's any wonder if I'm enjoying this franchise or not. Um, I'm giving this game a two thumbs up. I think it did a really good job in improving on the assets they had and, I don't know, introducing some aspects that just made the game greater. I also attribute the high score to the fact that I switched over to a femshep. I think that does help in my in my experience of this game. I don't know. I think what they do with her is really cool. The options that they give her um, are great. Um, and yeah, I mean, it. I, I think it's cool that they even give the option in the first place to play as a femshep, so... I think that's cool. Um, but yeah, I'm super pumped. Like I said, I've, I've had this like soundtrack like on repeat all day today. And so I'm fully ready to get into Mass Effect 3 and everything that has in store. I'm just ready to like close out this series and see what it has to offer. And uh, yeah, Garrus, Garrus best boy. Amen, <laughs> Hashtag <sister>. Garrus best boy. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, honorary boy. Exactly. <laughs> Pretty simple. I okay. will also say, uh, in three, there is a DLC that I think is one hundred percent aimed at Zoe. I think I'm gonna go out on a limb and think, oh boy, it's gonna be her favorite DLC ever. Wow. I'm gonna put that's, that out there. That's a I know. tall order. I know it's a tall order, okay. but I stand by it. Wow. Oh, shit. For Mass Effect or for all video for, games? Definitely for Mass Effect, but I think potentially for all video games. Damn. Oh, Ooh, shit. This is up against the Bioshock DLC, so yeah, I, I don't know how say. I feel about that. <laughs> but Gabe right. stands by it. Okay. Um, but Gabe, do you well. think it's going to survive the 17 times that game crashes on the DLC? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh god, there were crashes in this game. And they were less than in the first <laughs> game, but it like lulled me into a false sense of security of like the autosaves are pretty good, so I think I'm fine. And then it was like, oh, this hurts my feelings. Like for me on the last <laughs> mission, when the biotic is creating the field, right? That you like and so I in my case I had uh Jack do that because I thought she was incredibly powerful from a biotic perspective. Um, she just despawned and I'm like, excuse me, and they just like swarmed me and I died. <laughs> and then it would and then the auto checkpoint would respawn me 
like back on the the thing and she would spawn back but she was like 50 paces behind me and she'd be like you're out of the circle and i'm like what and i would just die <laughs> and it so it just saved over my most recent autosave and it just it just old school fucked me like i remember this from back in the day and i just i should have known better but i just got cocky and i was a little complacent with my save form i mean you know i only had to go back like i didn't even have to go back the whole mission you know but still dude i used to be back in the day a diligent saver and mass effect one helped put that in my soul and um Wow, that was the one glitch me. I saw that happened where I was like, I have never experienced that before. Dude, that was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, the, especially the way that they have those canned lines, like, like it's my fault. Like, you have to get back in the circle. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> anyways, okay. That aside, um, this was a really hard one for me to rate because I'm floating between like one thumb up and two thumbs up. And I think I might settle on two thumbs up. I really... I enjoyed this game. Like, I think that's just like the, the biggest praise that I want to start with is that I just enjoyed it. I just, every time I sat down to play it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed probing planets uh, to get resources. Uh, probing your race. Yes, exactly. Really, Commander? Uh, <laughs> so like, I enjoyed that. Because um, it's just, it was just fun. Like, I think it had a nice flow to it. I think like playing some epic missions, uh, and then, you know, slowing down and getting some resources and making sure you're preparing. Like, I just like that formula in games. Like, one of my favorite types of games is, like, where you go out for a day and you get some stuff done and it's done. Um, or, like, you go out until you run out of resources, then you come back and you try to make sure you have enough resources to get back. Like, I just like that sort of flow to it where it's, like, you can only get so much done. And I just did that to myself uh, in this game. Like, it, it doesn't have that necessarily, like, gameplay formula to it, but I, I enjoyed, like, playing some until I was kind of tired. And, uh, you know, I'd play it at night. And then I'd be like, I'm just going to do some low-key stuff while, you know, maybe Elena will get up and she'll go get ready for bed. And I'll just, like, probe some planets and make sure I have some upgrades and talk to some people in terms of ship upgrades and just make sure, go to some vendors, buy some stuff. So there's, like, there's the preparatory aspect that's low-key and there's a preparatory aspect that's, like, high-key. And that's cool. Um, I definitely think that this game has the same problem as many other games in this era where it's, like, the combat is better, in quotes, but then they replace like half the game with combat. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that much better. Like, it's not an action game in the same way. Like, there wasn't, because they lock you in a build. You know what I mean? It's not like you get to try every ability. You don't get to really, like, totally just free flow around and do everything you want. I mean, you can use other characters and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's just a lot of combat sequences. Like, just a lot of combat sequences. And they're good. But. They're not what I come here for Mass Effect for. And and that's why I thought Thane's loyalty mission was one of the coolest ones ever. You don't fight anybody. And I'm like, that was rad as fuck. And I actually think that mission kind of tilts me because it exposes how much I think that they actually fucked up the design of a lot of other missions in this game. Because <laughs> I'm like, this was actually great. Like straight up from start to finish, this was great. It was all dialogue and I totally enjoyed it. And so many others were like, we're going to talk our way through this until you get to a point where you absolutely have to kill like 90 guards. And it's just like, okay, cool. Thanks. Kasumi. All the mercenaries. Yeah. Die. But like, <laughs> so what was that rating? I think it's going to be a two thumbs up though. I think. And I might be wrong on that. I might think back on that later and go, oh, I should have given a one thumbs up, but I just, I really enjoyed the game. I enjoyed the story. I thought it was funny. Like I, I just, I really appreciate what they're trying to do here. Like this feels bigger than a game. And that's super cool. It's not just like 
a bunch of attempts at the same formula, it's, it's connected. Like we're growing. This is like a series in a real serious way. Uh, and that's really cool. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to three. Like I'm just, I'm just looking forward to it. And I think I have to like, I have to respect that. I have to respect how much fun I had and how much fun I'm like anticipating to have because a lot of games just can't even get there. So, so nice, nice, um, really fun. Cool. Um, wow. I think that's it. Are we done? Awesome. I think we did it. Great choice. Mass Effect 2 is in Now I have to buy Mass Effect 3. Yes, (laughs) you do. (laughs) Ah, But I am so pumped for it. I'm ready. I'm queuing it up. I'll import my save file. We took the fight to the collectors. Oh, right. Now it's time to take (laughs) a fight to the Reapers. Seriously. That was such a bane switch in this game, by the way. They were like, the Reapers, the Reapers, the Reapers. And they're like, the collectors are the real threat. And you were like, what? Because the Reapers weren't here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the good. collectors were. <laughs> yeah. Did anyone catch that um, That the collector leader was like at the very end when the ship was blowing up? The It was like a Reaper released him from his mind control and he was just a bug and he like looked around as the ship was blowing up and he was like, oh, yes. shit. <laughs> yes. I know. Dude. Oh my god, I, I absolutely love those lines of just like, we are Harbinger. <laughs> As like, you're just fighting, you're like, oh, well. Yes. Oh, by the way, a little bit too late for this gameplay tip. <laughs> but if anyone somehow listens to all this shit and is like, oh, interesting. And like, uh, if you're facing those guys that, you know, the the collectors that become, like one of them becomes the Harbinger dude and he's more powerful and he has like barriers and armor and shit. Um, if you clear out his friends that are like, that die really easy, then while the harbinger is still there, then he can't take another body. So like what I used to do is focus him down because he's a big target and he would just jump to another one and I'm like, God damn it. But if you just kill all of his little ones and then focus him down, he doesn't jump at all. So you only have to fight one. Eh, fun gameplay tip. Sure. So. Smart. Anyways. Um, McCoy with the next level tactics. Or if you play on casual mode, you can just completely <laughs> dissipate them with a collector beam and then you won't have to worry about Dude, it. Dude, <laughs> they shot me with a collector beam one time and I was like, you have that too? That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hella dumb because I got it from them. But anyways, cool. Awesome. We did it, you guys. It was super fun. I'm excited. Uh, stay tuned, bros. We out here. Um, Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure the uh, where we're playing through Mass Effect Three will be uh, TBD. Yes. Wow. Okay. But if you decide today, which is sometime before the podcast release, woo production. Um, I will put it on the end of this episode too, and so people can get a heads up on what the next section is. All right, we'll probably finish. Uh deliberations on the scheduling by tonight perfect okay i'm going to end this but nice and well Uh, actually actually we should also say also on the side because uh there is the faded last of us 2 launch we also are going to be doing another series on the last of us oh my god james is like oh fuck (laughs) so Dude, I've already started. So uh, I don't have a PS4. I can't, or I don't have a PlayStation. I can't play I. that game. I, I thought about fucking e- mailing you my PS, my PS4, but I just, I didn't get it together, bro. Didn't work. Yeah. Also, Elena vetoed 
the concept of me watching you guys yeah, play it. It's a spiritual experience. Apparently she's worried I'm going to ruin it. <laughs> Whoa, did she say that? <laughs> that it's wasn't heavily she implied it to me. Because she yes. pretty much said the same thing to me. She yeah. She, she didn't No, she said yeah, it to okay. both. She was of like, us. look, yeah. when James and Gabe get together, shenanigans happen and I won't stand for it. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. she also was like, you know, just I don't want to like schedule with other people. Like, what if we want to just know life at one day, and then someone's like, I have to go to the dentist or something, which doesn't happen in the modern day because of the virus. But you know, like you know, yeah. these are yeah. concepts. <laughs> Apparently, dentists are actually the most at risk of everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's coughing in their face. Mm. Mm. <clears throat> so many things I want to say, yeah. but instead, I'm going to end this podcast. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Oh my God, we're done. Holy shit.